We're back with a fresh and new episode of the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. When you're here with us, it's important that you know that you can always expect content that lifts up the name of Jesus and the cross. These will be told through messages and conversations that are powerful, dynamic, and encouraging. A new resource that we want you to know about is our 24-7 helpline. No matter where you find yourself, if you just need someone to talk to, to pray with you, and to believe God for you in whatever that difficult season of life looks like, we want you to know that we're here for you. And if you know someone who maybe needs help because of addiction, you can give them the same number and we can help them begin their new life. That number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that's 888-520-0620. This week, we've got our dear friend, Pastor Steve Seymour. He's the pastor of Jesus Saves International Church in Shafter, California. He's an alumni. Get ready to be blessed. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Uh, actually, you know what? I, I take that back. Don't turn there yet. Let's go to John chapter 15 first. John chapter 15. How many know where I'm going? How many, how many memorize this verse already? How many have, have had that memorization already in their, in their, uh, in their uh, classes? John chapter 15, verse 16. John chapter 15, verse 16, says this. Uh, it was here yesterday morning. I know it was. I saw it. There it is. It says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. You did not choose me. Jesus, this is the red. If, if, if there's somebody next to you named Fred, just tell them it's in the red, Fred. It's in the red, Fred. Uh, it's in the red. So Jesus is talking to his disciples. But, but, but listen, th this is a book that was written over 2,000 years ago, but it applies to our life today. He did, you did not choose him with your sanctimonious self. You didn't one day say, well, I guess I'll go to Teen Challenge because they need me so bad. I guess I'll ask Jesus into my life because, you know, he's going to need a good drummer one of these days, and I'm the guy. I'm H-I-M, you know. Right? You did not choose me, but I chose you. And what's the next part? And appointed you. He didn't just choose you, but he appointed you to go and bear fruit. Everybody say fruit. fruit. Amen. Amen. I like that word, fruit. Amen. That's a good word in the kingdom of God. Amen. Yeah. All right. Now you can turn with me to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Tomorrow I get to preach to the alumni. 
And it's going to be easy because I don't even need to use a text because everybody already memorized the Bible. So they all, everybody has it down. I could just, just wheel it out. Verse 1. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out to them, uh, out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. Everybody say he was in a cemetery. And no one could bind him, not even with chains. I, I'm just gonna, I, I'm, I'm just gonna stop right there. Just kind of, uh, this is gonna be. I, I don't know what they call this. I, I, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I took sermon prep, so I don't know what this is called. But, but I'm just gonna talk to you today. We're just gonna sit down, you know, maybe on the edge of this stage and eat some fried chicken and you know some, so, some Hodel's, uh, some Hodel's uh, 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 cinnamon rolls and watermelon. That's my favorite, by the way. But I just want to talk to you all for just a few minutes because, because here, here I, I want you to hear this because this is, this is our word for today. I believe this, this word speaks to every Teen Challenge student, not just in Kern County, not just in Fresno County, but all over the world. I believe this is my message. This is, this is for me as well. Amen. Because see, what, what I found in this passage, in this story, is Jesus meets this guy and he's demon-possessed, right? He's a crazy man. He's, he's past 5150. I mean, he's just straight psycho, right? Kind of like Michael Myers eating up right now. But he, he's just straight crazy. He's cray-cray. You know what I'm saying? He's just crazy, right? He's one of them kind of guys where you're like, okay, here he comes. Let's all get across the street now and we'll walk over there. But Jesus meets this man, and he, be, he begins to minister to him. And during this ministry time, there's, there's a few points that I want to give you today about who Jesus really is. Because, see, uh, two years ago, uh, when the same time that this, this whole honor thing happened in my life, Jesus led me to the verse, and you don't have to turn there, stay in Mark 4 but, or Mark 5, but, but Jesus led me to a verse in, in uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. And it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of your calling what are the glorious riches of the inheritance in the saints and he said to me he said you preach out of that he said out of, and, and I so I had a staff meeting I said listen there's two verses I want you to preach out of everything that we preach on everything that I preach today is all leading back to the revelation of Jesus Christ who he is, amen? Because see, if you get the revelation of Jesus Christ, then you get him, amen? And then you can sing the song that, that I love you, Lord. I, your, your mercy never fails me. You've been a father. You've been a brother. You've been a friend. You can sing those. Cameraman, you're going to get wore out today, Jack. But, but uh, 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 <laughs> right, Nolan? <laughs> amen. But, but I, so I want to just teach you who Jesus is and what he does in our lives, amen, when he saves us, amen. So, so I want you to see this verse in verse 3. It says, who has his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with chains. Look at your neighbor and say, he lived in the cemetery. Can I just tell you today that Jesus will meet you in the cemetery? Can I, can I just tell you today that Jesus will find you in a dead place? Come on, somebody. 
You, you, some of you all remember, you, you remember back in the day, amen, when you had it going on, amen, and, and, and all of a sudden it got quiet because maybe you were, uh, you know, maybe you were on, on uh, what they call D module for me, but, you know, maybe it was some other module for all of you, you know, where you, you're locked up and you're not, you know, you're not able to get out and talk to the people, you're not able to have it going on anymore, you're not, you know, doing all this great stuff anymore, and it's a quiet place, it's a dead place. He said, I can call you from a dead place. Because sometimes we have to learn that we, not just sometimes, but we have to learn that we need to die to ourselves. Come on, somebody. God gave me this scripture when I was asked to preach here. God gave me this passage, and, and, and I began to pray over and pray over and pray over and say, God, what do you want to show? What do you want to tell us in this? What are you trying to say here, God? What do you mean? And he says, listen, I can meet you in a dead place. He said, it's, it's when, you, when, when you're alive to yourself, that's when I can't meet you. He said, because remember, he said it all started at the tomb anyway. Come on. Amen. Now, some of you say, say well, Pastor Steve, it all started at the cross. But let me tell you, when the first fruit of the resurrection came was at the tomb. Amen. You look at your neighbor and say, that's you and me. That's who he's talking about right here. That's you and me. God will meet you in the cemetery. He will meet you in a dead place. He will meet you in the place where you have to give it up. Amen. We, Pastor Ron and I, last week we were coming out of coming out of uh, uh, hotels and we were singing that old song, "Give Up and Let Jesus Take Over." We just got to give it up. Amen. Because see, when Paul proclaims this verse, and this is one of my favorite verses, I told Lori, I said, when I die, I want this verse on my tombstone somewhere. Amen. But it just says this. It says, I have been crucified with Christ and no longer live. Amen. Because see, he met me in my dead place. Amen. He met me when I didn't have any other hope. Amen. He met me when I didn't have any life left in me. Amen. He met me when I was busted and disgusted and couldn't be trusted. Come on, somebody. He he met me when I was ate up from the plate up, needed a check up from the neck up. Come on. Amen. He met me in that place and I said, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live through faith in the Son of God because he loved me and gave himself for me. He will meet you in your dead place. Look at your neighbor and say, I need to get to the dead place. Some of y'all in first phase, you're going to learn First phase and second phase, you're going to learn you need to die to self. Amen. You're going to have to die to self. One of my hardest books in Teen Challenge 27 years ago, I don't know if you all still have it. Is Dave Batty still a thing? Yes. All right. So, so one of my, the, the hardest books for me was Anger and Personal Rights. I was like, the devil is a lie. This can't be a Christian program. There ain't no way I'm going to lay that stuff down. Come on, somebody. Amen. Some of you women are like, yeah, I know. I, uh -huh. Testify. But we have to learn to die to self. He will meet you in a dead place. He will meet you in the place of your cemetery. Amen. He met this man. He didn't meet this man. He didn't say, when, when he told the disciples, he said, let us go to the Gadarenes. He didn't just say, hey, let us go to the Gadarenes. We're going to meet a man and he's going to be chilling in his house, you know, and he's going to have some tea made for us. No, he didn't tell them what they were going to get into. But I could imagine in my mind, I got a little imagination. I could imagine in my mind when the disciples saw this crazy man running to him, chains hanging off his body. Amen. Probably bleeding still from the cuts that he'd made on himself. They probably was like, oh, Jesus. 
I don't know what you think you're getting into right now, but we're going to just back. Even Peter, probably the, you know, the, the, the one with the sword, you know, Peter, the, 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 the one that was so zealous for Jesus, he was probably like, oh, no, hmm. I'm going to go back to fishing. If this is what this means. But he met him in his dead place. Are y'all with me? So, I want you to hear the next part of this. It says, and no one could, I'm in verse 2 still, last part. I know y'all are probably all reading NIVs, right? I'm reading the New King James, so it's a little different, but don't trip, potato chip. It's all the same. It's all word. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, it's all word. So it said, and no one could bind him, not even with chains. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart by him. And the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. Now think about how crazy this man was when Jesus got off the boat. No one could tame him. He was bound with chains and, and all these things. Amen. Think about this for a minute. But, but, you know, that was the one thing, Pastor Ron, I struggled with. I, 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 even, even last night, man, I was, I was preparing and I've been preparing and just reading and God has been just giving me revelation on this, on this passage. But, but I was like, Lord, what about the chains? I would wake up. I woke up about 4 o'clock this morning and I was like, God, what about the chains? And I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. How many know if you want revelation, you pray in the Holy Ghost? Come on. Amen. If you want revelation, just pray in the Holy Ghost. There was a man uh, by the name of William Seymour who started at, at, in, in a little town or a little place called Bonnie Bray Street, moved over to Azusa Street. The way he started his messages every single day was he had a shoebox up on the stage and he would go in that shoebox and he'd stick his head in that shoebox and pray in the Holy Ghost. And when he finally got revelation from God, he would stand up and he would preach the word God had given him through the revelation of praying in the Holy Ghost for the, in the shoebox for hours but I begin to just pray in the spirit I begin to just say God what about the chains God what about the chains you know what about the chains and, and, and I begin to just search that out and I begin to just search my mind and say God what about the chains and, and, and the Holy Ghost woke me up this morning about 4 o'clock and all of a sudden he said who put them on him who put them chains on him it wasn't himself. It was other people. And, and God just said that in that revelation, I got up, man. I don't usually get up. I'm a good sleeper. I, I know how to sleep really, really good. Amen. I don't know how to wake up real good, but I know how to sleep real good. And I woke up and I wrote this down. It says, he will free you from chains others have bound you with. He will free you from chains others have bound you with. I said, God, what about the chains? God, what about the chains? And, 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 and then I begin to just ponder on that. And I begin to think, God, what about the chains? What about the chains? And he said, well, it started when you were a little child. He said, you know, un, 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 uh, no harm meant, you know, but your dad might have said you're worthless one time. Come on, somebody. Amen. 
And, and maybe your mom might have said, well, why are you too dumb to do the, the math that, I've, that, that, that the teacher gives you? Or, 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 or maybe why are you so mean? I, I have a story about Mean Mary. I met in Linwood. I, I can't tell right now because I don't have time. But, but, but uh, you know, maybe some of your parents said, why are you so stupid? Or why are you so mean? Or you'll never amount to nothing. Or why are you so much trouble? Why have you been so much trouble in our life and in your life? And, and all of a sudden, you begin to take on those traits and those chains, although they were invisible, those chains are already around you. Are y'all with me? And then it becomes, as you grow up and you, as you still have those chains of, of being called these different things, all of a sudden, it, it's almost like you become what, you, what you've been called. And, and all of a sudden, now people are calling you incompetent. Or they're calling you something like a drug addict. Come on now. And then they're saying, well, once an addict, always an addict. Well, the I oughta. Right? And, 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 or, they're, or they're calling you things like, you know, an alcoholic. And, and, and you got to go to a meeting every day or every, every Wednesday. And you got to stand up and tell everybody you're an alcoholic. And, 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 but, but I'm here to tell you today, you're not an alcoholic and you're not a drug addict anymore. You're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. You're redeemed by the word of your testimony. Glory to God. Amen. But those are chains that people have placed on us. Amen. Those are chains and, and you're bound with these chains of, of maybe you've been called unfit. Maybe, Dad, you've been called a deadbeat. Come on. These are things that the people will put on your life. Amen. And pretty soon you begin to have all the chains around you and you have these chains that, 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 are, that are encircling you. Now you're a thief and now you're a convict and now you're lost and now you're crazy and you're all these things. But Jesus is not, he, he, he's not afraid of the chains that bind you. He is not, he is not, uh, uh, he doesn't worry about the chains that bind you. He says, I've come to free you from the chains. I've come to give you freedom from the chains that others have put on you. If you've been called names or you've been called uh, some names that, 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 that have stuck with you and you wonder, why do I feel so insecure? Why do I feel like I can't make it? Why do I feel like I'm, I'm who I am? Uh, and what, what's going on in my life? Look back on your life and see where people have called you names because they basically have called you that name and you have become what you're called. But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus came and said, I want to free you from them chains. I want to give you deliverance from them chains. He came to my life 28 years ago, 1994, in a little chapel in T-Challenge, amen, and said, I want to free you from them chains. I said I wasn't going to yell. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. You know, you know what I started to do, I started, but, but we got owls that kind of weird out, you know, but I started to designate a runner. We have designated runners in our church, man, because I'm, I, I'm supposed to have surgery on my knee, and I couldn't because of COVID, so I can't run anymore, but, you know, I see these young guys sitting on the front, I'll tag them, and they run for me, and make a lap, you know. We Holy Ghost, we Pentecost. Come on, we Pentecost. And now all of a sudden you're putting chains on yourself. All of a sudden you're putting chains on yourself. Chains of fear. Chains of anxiety. Chains of hopelessness. 
Amen. Chains of, uh, of depression. All these chains have become part of your lifestyle and part of your life. And, and pretty soon you've been hurt by so many other people that you think that it's just okay to hurt. And all of a sudden it says that this man, let's go down one more verse. It says, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could he, anyone uh, uh, tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains, verse 5, and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stones. Here's a man that probably had hurt so many people in his life or had been hurt by so many people because of the chains that had been put on him. Come on. I'm being real. Uh, some of y'all here today have, have had chains put on you, amen? You've had chains of discouragement put on you. You've had chains of, of name calling. People have called you names and, and, and they've stuck and it's been a chain that's been, you've been dragging around, but it's time to set that free, amen? It's time to let that go. And he'd been hurt by so many things that he just began to say, well, it must be normal for me to hurt. So he begins to cut himself. I want to tell you today, I, didn't, I wasn't one of those kind of guys, but I was locked up with chains and I cut myself. I cut myself every single day and I got scars to show for the cuts that I made on myself. But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is not intimidated by the chains that you have. He's just not. He's just not. Hallelujah. Man, this guy right here looks like a good runner. Oh, your ankle's messed up? Okay. We don't want no insurance claim then. That's... Is it time already? Let's, let's skip down to verse 15 real quick. I want, I want to show you two more things real quick, and then we'll be done. Verse 15 says this. It says, then they came to Jesus and saw the one Jesus had freed him. He had, he had he, I'm not going to get into the story, but it's a good waste of some good bacon right there. But, but, uh, but, but anyway, verse 15 and 16 it says, then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the religion sitting and clothed in his right mind. Jesus had freed him, and they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Let me just give you a footnote, and then I got one more point, okay, after that. What once bound you has now become your testimony. What once bound you, listen, listen, this has happened to me more in my life than I can account. In the 16 years that I've been a pastor, everything that I have dealt with in, in my lifestyle before that, before Teen Challenge and, and all of those things, listen, I have been able to deal with that in people's lives. This is what I believe. I truly believe that, that the sword that was meant for David, a man, David picked it up and killed Goliath. I believe that the very testimony of your, of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy, amen and that very testimony as you pick up that sword that was meant for you and you slash the giant's throat. Your testimony. What bound you is now your testimony. Now, here we go. Y'all ready? It's going to get crazy up in here. Are y'all Pentecostal? Is this a Pentecostal program? Is this a, is this a Christian life school? All right. All right. I'm just checking. All right. Let's go down to the last, uh, the last couple of verses. It says this. It says um, in, in verse 5, this, this same story. 
Verse 17 says, then they begin to plead with him to depart. Verse 18, and when he got into the boat, he had been demon possessed, who had, he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Now, now listen, Decapolis was not just, you know, it was not Reedley. Are y'all with me? It was not Reedley. It was Fresno County. Are y'all with me? All right. Decapolis was a large area. And, and that's why in the book of Acts, you see that, that, that the disciples marveled when they went to see these guys. They were like, you've heard about Jesus already? What are you talking about? They marveled because this man had already went to Decapolis and had already begun to spread the news about Jesus. He said, look at the marks on my arm. Look at the things that have happened in my life. But I love this story because here's what I want to end and what I want to share with you right now at the end of this is this right here. Because see, that means that he was an evangelist. He was called into evangelism by Jesus himself. He was called to be the first missionary by Jesus himself. When Jesus proclaimed and told him, he said, here's your calling. I want you to go out and I want you to preach the gospel. Amen. See, I'm so glad in my life, amen, that Jesus doesn't always call the equipped. Amen? That Jesus doesn't always call those that come with a, with a nice suit. Now, I ain't against people with a nice suit. Or people that, I'm so glad that he didn't call me. Amen? He didn't, he didn't say, well, you know, Pastor Steve, you got a record now. You know, you got about 19 felonies against you. It's too bad. That's too bad. Because I couldn't have used you as a pastor. I could have used you as an evangelist. I could have used you. He doesn't care anything about that. All he cares about is that the chains are broken off your life. Amen. All he cares about is that you are set free by the power of the living God. I'm so grateful when people come, when you get out of Teen Challenge and you go to your church and people say, well, I did, you just go to your pastor and say, listen, I want to do something for God. If they say no, well, have you been to seminary? Say no, but I've been to the cemetery. Come on, somebody. If they, come on now. I've been to a dead place. I laid myself down in Reedley, California one day and I said, I'm done, with my, I'm done with that lifestyle. I'm done with myself. I'm done with those things. He said, no, I've been to the cemetery. Well, well, I don't know if you qualify. Well, let me show you. Let me show you the arm that used to have scars on them because of shooting up dope. Let me show you the times when I got shot. Let me show you the, 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 the tattoo that I got on my back. Let me show you the things that, that God has delivered me from. Maybe that's enough proof. I'm so grateful. When I went to Jesus Saves Church, a man named L.B. Lawson looked at me and said, I can use you. He didn't say, well, you know, if you get your grill fixed. Come on, he didn't say that. He didn't say, well, you know, you got a criminal record, Pastor Steve. If you can get all that in sponge, maybe I can use you. No, he said, I can use you. Why? Because there was something that Jesus did for me in the House of Teen Challenge, amen? There was something that Jesus did for me that radically changed me. He called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. So I'm here to tell you today, I'm here to tell you today that he wants to do the work in you. He is here to do the work in you. I don't know where you're at spiritually, 
I hope you're saved. But I hope that, you know, I, I don't know how to, we're doing altar call or how we're doing this. I, I just, I just, can I do something real quick? Listen. I, I really, when I, when I wrote that, wrote that part down about the, the chains today, I really felt like there was, there, there, there would be people, and, I, and, and not just because it's Teen Challenge, but I really felt like there's, there are many people here today that are still chained up by, from bondage by the names and things that people have called you. If that's you, I just want you to stand up. I don't want you to come to the front. I just want you to stand up. People have called you names, and you're, you're you know, and you've just become that person, and now you're kind of living with that, and you're dealing with that, and now when you go home, mom still hides the purse. That's okay. She did that to me for two years after I got out of the program. Baby, I want you to come. Come on. the building people with chains people that have said I'm gone I've gone to the cemetery over and over but I still got those things looming over my head those things that have that have haunted me those names that have haunted me my wife don't share her testimony very much but it's part of her testimony too that's why I asked her to come. Because see, what I believe is this. I believe that the, the, the sword that killed Goliath was his own sword. The sword that was meant to destroy Lori, she killed the giant with it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we are not praying but prophesying that every name, every name that was called, every name of discouragement, every name of, of, uh, that, that, that brought along some kind of a chain, every name, we command that the name that is above every name would come over that we prophesy to every single one of these men and women in this place today we say that you will no longer carry these chains they, they are dry I see them in my spirit I see them spiritually I see chains dropping off you're leaving chains men and women go ahead and just shake your arm do a prophetic act shake them off just shake those chains off just do a prophetic act just shake them off in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, prophetically I'm speaking that these chains are being broken off. As you are performing this prophetic act, chains are being broken off. You will no longer, you will no longer wake up in the middle of the night thinking about names other people have called you. You will no longer uh, uh, go to class wondering if those people are still alive that called you by those names or said those things about you. You will no longer do that. Those things are out of your mind. You have been set free from those things in the name of Jesus. 
Now, Father, I thank you for this group of young men and women. I thank you, Father God, that you have delivered them. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.